Welcome to the Frontline Gastroenterology Podcast, based on the paper, Teaching Medical Students About Nutrition, From Basic Principles to Practical Strategies, published online in Frontline Gastroenterology in June 2023. My name is Dr. Philip Smith, Deputy Editor of Frontline Gastroenterology and Social Media Associate Editor an honorary consultant gastroenterologist at Royal Liverpool Hospital, Liverpool, United Kingdom. And my co-interviewer is Dr. James Kennedy. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be joining you for this exciting podcast. My name is James Kennedy, and I am a trainee associate editor of Frontline Gastroenterology, as well as an academic research fellow and registrar in gastroenterology in the Thames Valley Deanery, United Kingdom. Thank you, James. We'd both like to extend a very warm welcome to Dr. Glenis Jones, Deputy Chief Executive of the Association for Nutrition, London, United Kingdom. Dr. Jones is the first author on this excellent paper. Dr. Jones, thanks so much for joining us to discuss this highly relevant topic within medical education, which is definitely close to both mine and James's heart. Thank you for having me. So to start off with, can I ask what really inspired you to write this article in the first place? And how did you go about forming the recommendations that you eventually came up with? So I've been championing the need for improving the awareness and knowledge of nutrition within the medical field throughout my whole career. So I was really pleased to be able to take the lead on the development of the AFN undergraduate curriculum in nutrition for medical doctors. But the one thing that I've been extremely passionate throughout that is to ensure that it's not a document that's just going to sit on a shelf and get dusty. But I want it to be taken up by medical schools and embedded into their teaching. So the inspiration and the aim behind this article was to provide some practical ways in which that can be done. So as to inspire those who have got the ability to champion nutrition within their medical schools and get it embedded into the curriculum. Dr. Jones, we loved your article and we're more than a little biased as we also both believe that nutrition should sit firmly within the medical school curriculum. What would you say to a hypothetical medical student who told you that they did not think nutrition was an important domain for them to study? I would say that we all want the best for patients and that we need to recognise that poor nutrition can not only play a significant role in causing or exacerbating many conditions, but it can result in patients having longer hospital stays and complications. But it can also be a trigger to identifying other social factors that could be negatively impacting on the patient's health. So for us to be able to have a foundation in nutrition really will help you to identify when nutrition could be a factor to help you provide the best care for your patient. And ultimately, that's what we all want to do. Absolutely. I can see that would be very persuasive. And um, Dr. Jones, one of the fascinating points you raised in your article was that of students recognising the role food has in their own lives and how this might influence their own health as well as their ability to counsel others. Can you speak to this charity begins at home concept? Yeah. Being able to recognise how food affects our own personal health, both physically and mentally, can be really helpful in helping us to look after ourselves. So, for example, it can help our students to manage their energy during long and stressful shifts. 
support them during their exams, etc. But really importantly, it also helps them to have empathy when they're discussing diet and lifestyle habits with patients. Because when you've actually looked at it yourself and considered it, you recognize how making small changes are much more easier to do, but they can make a real difference. So that helps us to give practical information and support to patients rather than just making sweeping statements or unrealistic recommendations. Thank you. That's excellent. One of the reasons that I find clinical nutrition so exciting, and I know Phil does too, is, is the need to work within a multidisciplinary team. You suggest early involvement of dietitians and nutritionists in medical education. Do you see this as a good way of setting up MDT working for life? Absolutely. We really do become much stronger and more rounded professionals when we recognise the expertise of our colleagues. So therefore, embedding this ethos and respect from day one of our training is a brilliant way to set us all up for collaborative and respectful careers. You also refer to breaking down barriers and challenging stigma when holding health-related conversations about food and nutrition with patients. How will the approaches you outline in your article help achieve this? Incorporating conversations on nutrition and food into practical assessments is a really good way to get our future doctors to fully understand and appreciate that in order to gain insightful information and compliance from their patients, they need to approach these conversations in a stigma-free manner. So by incorporating the nutrition teaching and practicals into their studies, it provides the students the avenue to identify and consider stigma and what changes are needed. And this could be in respect to recognising their own unconscious bias, to the language and sort of body language as well as the physical language that's used by both themselves and others when approaching patients, to ways that need to be changed and questions about practice that need to be raised up so that we can break down some of those barriers to have those open conversations. And to finish up, Dr Jones, which three key messages would you like readers and listeners to take home from your article? So firstly, I would love readers and listeners to take home that nutrition is really important and it absolutely needs to be part of the core medical curriculum. Secondly, We need to recognise and appreciate the expertise of nutrition colleagues and utilise their skills within our medical training. And thirdly, to help ensure that we're supporting the training and development of effective and well-rounded doctors, we need to embed nutrition with an assessment so that nutrition is considered automatically as part of their initial patient assessment. So this enables timely referrals and actions to be taken when needed. Well, I think both James and I can absolutely agree with that, Dr. Jones. I think that's a fantastic take-home message from your article. Thank you again, Dr. Jones, for those answers and taking the time to join us today on this podcast. Congratulations again on your excellent paper being published in Frontline Gastroenterology. In addition, I'd like to take this opportunity to to thank my co-interviewer, Dr. James Kennedy. It's his first interview as one of the training editors of Frontline Gastroenterology. James, you've done an excellent job, so well done. And to our listeners, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please click on the paper. The link is underneath this podcast. And do read the paper. It's an excellent paper. Really important messages within it. And please do join us again in the future 
for further Frontline Gastroenterology podcasts. Thank you very much for listening. Mm-hmm.